0: I was doing a, a study this week on Matthew 28, um, and it's after the resurrection, and and Jesus uh, steps up and says, listen, guys, by my authority and power, I'm not preaching on this, this is for free, all right, <laughs> Right? by my authority and power, I want you to understand something. You can go from where you are and you can go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You want to experience God? Don't go out here and whine about what's not. Go out of here and do that. Then you will experience the power and glory of God. Somebody else just, yeah, I go to church. I love to worship. (laughs) And God's like, no, I'm serious. That's it. All you're going to do is raise your hands. Now, some people raise their hands like this. Some people raise their hands like this. Doesn't matter. Seriously. You know what matters? It's that you do the will of God. Kids, you've got to hear this. Matthew 7 talks about the fact that if you don't do the will of God, you don't know Him. I'm sorry, about 90% of the church I know of doesn't do the will of God, i.e., they must not know Him. Oh, well, you're so mean. No, it's biblical, man. Don't blame me. Blame God. Talk to Him about it. But seriously, if you want to grow into the man or woman that God created you to be, don't sit around and whine and talk about how things are bad and talk about we ought to be doing this, we ought not to be doing that. Stop that stuff. Leave this place and go be a man or woman of God where the real people are. Amen? Amen? Amen. So very important. So very, very, very important. Um, This is such an important time. In our country. Um, if, if you haven't listened to the news lately. Listen to it for about five minutes. I do not ask you to listen to it more than five minutes. Because then you will go nuts just like that. Alright. But honestly guys. We are so divided. And we are so bitter. That air conditioner just came back on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah baby. I won't have to spend $35,000 this week. Uh, no I'm just kidding. They are so bitter. And I'm going to be honest. The problem is, is that in the argument, in the conversation, there's no difference between the, quote, Christians and the non-Christians. Our focus today is abortion. Because abortion is a big deal. If you listen to anything this week about this new uh, Supreme Court justice that um, President Trump, and, and, and believe you me, I'm not a Trumpster. I think he's an idiot, okay? I pray for him. He does some good things. I just wish he would keep his mouth shut and that somebody would break off his Twitter finger. And I mean it. And if I'll volunteer if he'll let me get that close, all right? I mean, the dude's nuts, you know. I mean, he's nuts. The other hand, the last two presidents did absolutely nothing. So, somewhere in the middle, we've got to find somebody with a brain who has some courage. What a combo, you know? But in all seriousness, this is a huge, 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 ugly deal. It really is. And let me help you with something. A few years ago, Lisa and I, I I was probably watching the news. Lisa was probably (laughs) reading or something. And I said, look at that. And there was kind of of a dividing line. The police were kind of standing in the middle. And on one side were those that were pro-abortion. On the other side were those that were anti-abortion. Okay? Here's my problem. I couldn't tell the difference. both sides yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord <laughs> No, I'm serious. You know, and I know this is an ugly issue. I know this is a harsh issue. I know this is a tough issue. I know. And I I I don't you know me, I got a backbone. I got a belief system. I don't have any doubt how I feel about this whole thing. But do I have to act like the devil to get my point across? Did you hear what I'm saying? Do do you hear what I'm saying? And this is so important for we Christians to get. It really, really is. I'm going to use my notes this morning just to make sure I don't miss a lot. Um, My Lisa's not here, so don't nobody tell her I did this. But um, the first question I I just want to ask is, how would Jesus react to the subject of abortion? And my answer is, with the same love and patience, he responds to my sin. Do you hear what I'm saying? And we're supposedly Christians. So how do we respond, not react, respond to the subject of abortion? With the same love that Jesus responds to our sin. So very important, guys. So very, very, very important. Second, how would Jesus react? To the ugly accusations of the abortion rights crowd. And this is a big deal. Next week we'll talk about sexuality. and We'll talk about some crowds there too. And we Christians have got to grow up. Well, they're in my face. So what? Grow up. Get a life. Seriously. People are in my face all the time. Even church people. You know, I don't have to say nothing. They know I'm right. That's why they leave. You know, but how would Jesus, you know, and my answer was with the same loving, patient truth, he responds to our misunderstanding and unbiblical belief systems. Oh, I don't have an unbiblical belief system. Let me help you with something. One day when we go to heaven, God's going to have two tablets. And he's going to look on one tablet with your name on it, and he's going to go, "Whoa, that's good. That's good. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. That's good stuff right there. Then he's going to look at the other tablet. And let me tell you, it's for all of us. Are you with me? Are you with me? Get out of your little insecure safety zone and think about this. God's going to look at that one and go, dude, do that. Where did you get that? There's many times I listen to my own sermons and go, where did you get that? Are you you hearing what I'm saying? That's the voice of security. I don't have to be right all the time. And I I don't have to straighten people out. I used to do that when I was young. And I was tired all the time. Do you ever try to straighten everybody out? You know, I mean, when there's a safety issue or when there's a, uh, this is going to kill a marriage issue or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty strong then. Other than that, if they're Christians, they'll figure it out. If they're not, it really doesn't matter. You know, we don't need to straighten everybody out. You know, and we don't need to scream louder than them to show them that we know more than them. Because all that happens is the louder you scream, the louder they scream. Do you ever see children? When I bring the grandchildren to my house, one will start singing, the other one will start singing something else. Sounds like the church. And, and and all of a sudden the other the one has to sing louder, and so the other one sings louder. And after a while, it's just a nasty duet. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know? I mean, it's kind of crazy. Guys, it doesn't work. You're not going to change their mind by screaming at them. Or screaming louder than them. You're not going to change your mind, their mind by screaming Scripture at them that tells them they're going to burn. No, I'm serious. It, it doesn't work. I don't see Jesus doing that trash. Does anybody see Jesus in the gospel doing that trash? He doesn't. Jesus does something called love. So very important. Would Jesus join the anti-abortion crowds that gather and threaten politicians, make signs of dead mangled babies? No. Jesus would weep and pray, and fast. What did Jesus do when he rode into Jerusalem the last time? He wept. He knew what a mess it was. He knew the entangled web that these people had developed and built for themselves. He knew. He knew how hurting they were. He knew what they were about to do to the Son of God. He knew. He didn't go into the city and say, you stinking bunch of hellbound heathen. He went in and died for them. Christians, aren't we supposed to be little Christ? Isn't our whole goal to be like Jesus Christ? Amen? So very important. Does God love those who have had abortions? Absolutely. The thing I keep saying is God loves us. He always has. He always will. No matter what. He still loves you. That's hard for church people sometimes. Well, it's okay if they... No. God loves you. He always has. He always will. No matter what. It's we insecure church people that have to get people to do what we want. Or else. Amen? Amen. You know, I think if you know me, I'm not soft on sin, but I'm soft on hurting people. I'm not soft on truth. But I'm very loving and kind and trying to become more loving and kind to people who struggle with it and struggle to get their lives there. Amen? Amen. So very, very, very important to understand. So is abortion holy and right? Of course not. Of course not. Every conception is the will of God. Every conception is the holy will of God. It really is. Every person is God's idea. Every person is God's design. And every conception is a person, not a piece of flesh growing in a woman's womb, or what they like to call a fetus. Because let me help you with progression. You can call it whatever you want, but it still becomes a person. About 25 years ago, um, Lisa and I had a little, little boy named Stephen way early. And we knew his little lungs were never going to be able to keep him al- himself alive. But he lived for a couple hours. I held that little boy in my hand. Okay? I mean, no bigger than that. Everything that you and I have, Stephen had. You can call that whatever you want. He was a little person. Amen? Amen. You know? And and to under we need to understand. When we begin to swoop in with all of our reasoning and all of our reasons and say, well, I'm going to take that out because of this or that, you need to understand, there's a big holy problem there. Amen? Because God's in the middle. Put my glasses on the right side. Quit laughing at me. Of course... And God is forming us in the womb. That's a biblical premise. So to step in and take out what God conceived and formed is wrong, or what we call sin. I I want you to understand, there's not a doubt in my mind about the truth here. Okay? What I'm trying to get across to the church is the opportunity to lead a very hurting group of people who are ensconced and established in what they believe is truth in thinking that it should be a woman's right to do with her body. Now, I don't know how, okay, it's inside your body, but it's not you. That's a person, okay? But let me help you with something. I ain't never changed anybody's mind by arguing with them or screaming at them. It's just the truth that I know. And when I'm secure in my truth, I don't need to scream at anyone. Amen? Amen. This is why Lisa doesn't like me to use this. People scream that those who do not let women end their pregnancy hate women. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, it is just the opposite. I hate that we intrude on God's wonderful plan. I hate that a beautiful person will not live and make this world a better place. And I hate the negative psychological and spiritual damage uh, that this intrusion will have on this young person. Are you with me there? Yeah. All right, did you hear what I just said? You know, I hear these people and they're saying, well, it's the health of the mother, okay? Come on, folks. You want to talk about the health of the mother? Talk to someone who's had an abortion in a loving and kind way so that they can actually tell the truth and let them tell you how it impacts them five, 10, 15 Twenty years down the road are you with me they're hurting they don't need to be screamed at and told how bad they are and that they're going to burn in hell they need to be told God loves you and no matter what's happened in you the bottom line is God has this awesome powerful wonderful plan and he still loves you and that plan is still intact amen Others scream, well, you shouldn't make a mother have a baby that's going to have problems, issues. They're going to have issues. They call it quality of life, okay? You ever been around a kid that has struggles? They are the most beautiful, happy, kind, loving, caring people in the world. So many that have struggles love everyone all the time the way I wish I could love everyone anytime. <laughs> and yet, see, you've got to understand, all of these arguments make sense to folks that have decided that we should let women do this to their kids. Okay, you've got to understand, they really believe. What they're saying, you know. Others scream, it's the law of the land. True. But we need to understand something. Back in the Old Testament, the Israelites were offering their children as sacrifices to the God of Moloch. M-O-L-E-C-H. They offered thousands of children up to the God of Moloch. The thing we need to recognize is, is that God actually gave the Assyrians the ability to go in and crush the Israelites because of what they were doing. Today, we don't offer our children to the God of Moloch. We offer our children up to the God of convenience and I don't want to take the responsibility. And the only difference between the God of Moloch and the thousands of children that the Israelites offered up to Moloch is the fact that we've offered up millions of children to the God. Of convenience. And irresponsibility. It's the law of the land. Okay. I'm not a. Okay. Why would God. Ever allow our country. To survive. And thrive. When he sent the Assyrians. Into Israel. To destroy them. For offering thousands to the God of Moloch. When we're offering millions to the God of convenience. Sure. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. See, we, 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 need to, we need to understand the truth in all of these things. But you see, if my people. And I really don't know how many of those are actually left. But if my people. Who are called and covered by my name. If they will not scream and holler. And tell people how bad they are and how they're going to burn in hell. If they will humble themselves and pray. And seek the face of God. Is anybody with me? Is anybody here? Okay. And pray and fast and pray and fast. And seek the face of God. When you seek the face of God, you become who you hang with. Are you with me? You know? He will hear your prayer. He will forgive our sin and heal our land. Right. You see, we're not changing anything by becoming a political action committee that goes on the news. And threatens politicians if you don't vote like we want, we will vote you out of office. How's that working for us? Seriously. Well, how are we going to get anything done? If my people who are called by my name, here it is, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. You see, after a while, It's kind of insane to keep doing the same stupid political things that ain't working, thinking somehow if we keep doing the same stupid political things, somehow it's going to change something. Anybody with me? You hear what I'm saying? But if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and fast, and pray, and fast, and seek the face of God. I will hear your prayers. Amen. I will forgive your sins. And I'll heal your land. That's right. I'll heal your land. I really will. If the people of God. Through that prayer. And through that seeking. Will treat others. The way they would like to be treated, I think we might actually make an impact on our country. Amen? You know, the screaming thing ain't worked. The manipulation thing ain't worked. The, if you don't do what we want, we're going to vote you out of office. It doesn't work because we never do. The same kooks run. No, they do. Amen? Anybody with me? You know, we can lead this country out of this selfishness and irresponsibility. We can show people the reality of the person of Jesus Christ. Rather than react in the same ugliness that the world acts like. We can show agape love. Agape love. Agape love. Agape love. I'm going to keep saying it so somebody says me Agape love. Agape love is, I'll love you when you do what I want. No. Agape is, it doesn't matter, I just love you because I love you. Always have, always will. Amen? Amen? We are supposed to be defined by agape love. I am so tired. I know y'all love Jim Dobson. I am so tired of Jim Dobson getting on the radio saying, if your preacher isn't preaching about um, abortion in that negative, ugly way three times a week, he's not a good preacher. Shut up. Be a psychologist. I'll be the preacher. You're called to be a psychologist. I'm called to be a preacher. You want to talk about abortion all the time? You talk about abortion all the time. You want to divide people all the more? You go ahead. I'm going to call us to the agape love of Jesus Christ. You want to change your world? Love them. You want to change your home? Love them. You want to change this country? Love them. The screaming and howling and ugliness does not work. Yeah. Yeah. He's promised us the love stuff will. So very important. So very, very important. We can show the agap- uh, show agape love rather than the bitter rhetoric and political games. We could actually come together and provide a path for these young ladies to have their baby... Is everybody listening? Get on her feet. Get an education or a good job and thrive. Instead, we sit in our churches. We talk about how bad they are. And do absolutely nothing for these little girls that get pregnant. And guys... We need to start smacking these boys upside the head that make these babies and don't take care of them. Are you saying be violent? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Seriously, guys. How many guys do you know that whine and gripe because they actually have to take care of their children? That witch... She just wants to spend all my money. I promise you, she needs more than that $300 you send her every month. Amen? Man up. Start looking at these little donors who run around just making babies all over the place and tell them, you're evil. You need to man up and take care of your responsibilities. Don't you walk away from that little girl Well, she set me up. Well, you didn't take much. Uh, Amen? Amen? You know. And say, you need to get back there and take care of your responsibilities. And grandparents, if it's your son, you take care of the responsibilities. If you raise a little monger and a hellion, then it's your fault. You take care of it. Amen? Amen? Anybody with me? I'm serious. Thank you, baby. Imagine how that love could quell the ugliness in our country. Think about it. Well, if you don't... I love you. I'm praying for you, and I'm praying that we could give an opportunity for this little girl and this little baby. Imagine what that answer would do. Amen? Amen. Instead of going back and saying, oh, yeah, I can scream louder than you. My God's bigger, and you're going to burn. Why don't you throw some gas on the fire? (laughs) No, I'm serious. What good is this? You know? Imagine how we could show Christ rather than twisted, human, no different side of the church. Imagine how we might lead people to the love and grace of Jesus Christ rather than taking a side and yelling like everyone else. Imagine how we might open the hearts of so many To the wonderful news or gospel of Jesus Christ. Can we save our country? If we think and act and love like Jesus Christ. Amen.